Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I'm your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, living our best lives, and getting into the Christmas spirit. Uh, are we? Are we? I think we are. <laughs> decided to take. We decided to take the first part of uh, our podcast to talk about the COVID nineteen pandemic, how it affects our lives, how it affects your lives, and how it's just the worst. Yeah. Just, just yep. the worst. Consistently, like really. Always. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> So how have you been? Cold. I've been very cold. Me too. <laughs> and I'm I'm not mad about it. I know that you you typically get mad about being cold, but I like being cold. I just I my fingers and toes are cold. I just want to stay in bed. Yeah. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah, no. I I deal with it better inside than outside. Weird. <laughs> At uh you know, because I can get under a blanket and, you know, get warm. But, uh, yeah, when you're outside and it's just like a bitter wind and I'm trying to just do my daily walk, you're like, I hate everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But you're so bundled when you go outside. So you're like, <laughs> I'm always, I'm almost warmer outside than I am inside because inside I have this, like, weird idea that I shouldn't wear a coat. Oh. So but... I got to get a house coat. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hoodie weather. I've been in hoodies. I'm in sweats. I have wool yeah. socks on. Pretty happy about it. But yeah, I just keep waking up and going, mm, my toes are cold. <laughs> yep. And I don't want to get out of bed. Yep. It's cold out of this blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got to pee. Think, <laughs> or think, the think. cat will murder me if I don't feed her. That's <laughs> Mine will just keep booping my face until I get out of bed. Aw, yay, kitty. All right, so let's get into it. Um, How is the greater Virginia area doing? Uh, Awful, just like like always. (laughs) So we have 247,380 cases as of today, uh, which is up 14,000 since last week. And we have... 15,116 hospitalizations, which is up almost 1,000 from last week. And we have 4,160 deaths, which is up about 110 from last week. Wow. So, like, yeah, it's, I mean, we're right, we're, we're in it, and it's getting worse. Yep. So, um, and we have 11 cases of multisystem inflammatory syndrome in children. No so, bonus. yeah, it's just, I'm like, I don't know what the word is, not anxious, but like, I'm dreading the next week's numbers yeah. and the week following after Thanksgiving. Like, Oh, it's going to be bad, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, not, not happy, <laughs> <laughs> which is an understatement, but still. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What's Colorado doing? Also terrible. Uh, so we are at two th- uh, sorry, 252,222 cases, which is up 30,000 from the previous week. What? Yeah, I had to double check, triple check. I'm like, this. my brain can't even compute, compute that. Whoa. But that's last week we were at 220,000. Now 250,000. Huh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's insane. Uh, 14,762 hospitalizations, up 1,000 from week to week. Yeah. Wow. And uh, 2,724 deaths, up 203 oh from the previous God. week. What is happening in Colorado? I don't know, but it's bad. Holy shit. That's terrifying that yeah we are we've gotten really bad so yeah i like so many people that live in this world i don't want everyone to die god damn it what the hell yeah i don't yeah i don't know what's specifically causing it or just there's i I don't know it's it's crazy um but yeah we're like we're still under the full lockdown that i mentioned last week um except for retail um and of outdoor course. dying, outdoor dining. 
So not They'll really. They'll never shut down Walmart. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. God um, damn. Our is, governor. That, you've you've okay. overtaken us. Like you. Yeah. You have more cases than Virginia. Yeah, and the definitely spiked recently. In about a month, too. Not a very long time. You were kind of ahead of us, and then all of a sudden, we took two weeks off. And in that time, and the time we've been back, we've already just way overpassed you. God damn. So, yeah, and our uh, governor and the first gentleman have both tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I saw that. So, that's not good. I also like the fact that it's called first gentleman. I've never heard that. That's kind yeah, of great. Yeah, it's there's like this whole thing going around of like what is Kamala Harris's husband going to be called? And it will be cuz usually, you know. Is it the second lady? Like second lady. Mhm. So it's going to be the sec- second gentleman. We'll have a first lady and a second gentleman. Second lady sounds like a terrible title though, too. Oh, totally. <laughs> I all of these titles are stupid. They are. Like, like just take a minute <laughs> but just uh listen to ourselves <laughs> but, but I, yeah i do think it's funny that it's like first gentleman second the gentleman. first gentleman i think we should start just ranking every man and just oh, no. i'm the 2307th gentleman oh. oh no that sounds terrible um <laughs> so uh in world news uh the cdc has suggested a shorter quarantine time based on no additional science just yeah uh, i saw that i mean it doesn't their understanding doesn't sound terrible but yeah so it's 10 days and if you haven't gotten any new symptoms um like if you haven't developed any new symptoms 10 days into that uh it still seems not great well they say that like they're shortening the quarantine time, but they're still like, well, if you shorten the quarantine time, then you definitely need to take a test at the end of that, even if you don't have symptoms, just to make sure, and then you can go out. Yeah. Um, I don't have his name. I thought I had it, but a uh, um, uh, professor from Harvard is giving them a lot of shit, saying basically they're addressing the fact that people won't quarantine by just making it shorter instead of addressing the fact that people like giving things so it makes it easier for people to quarantine a hundred percent absolutely i agree with that a hundred percent like i think that they are just saying basically like well people aren't quarantining and they want to travel so let's try to get them to half quarantine it's like half quarantine doesn't work yeah that's why it's called quarantine (laughs) god damn it like yeah, I totally agree with that, Professor, based on what you just said. So, yeah, that's so that's what's going on, um, and everything is terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, oh, and just for the sake of timestamp on the, on the podcast, so that in the future we'll be able to look back. Sure. <laughs> but um, uh, the UK on Wednesday this week approved, did emergency approval for a vaccine so that they're the first western country to have a vaccine uh we'll see how it goes oh yeah that's good to mention i kind of forget some of that because i still don't believe it's happening but um we're supposed colorado's supposed to get the vaccine in like a few months supposedly um, yeah everybody's supposed to yeah so i mean we'll see uh, there's also an article and by everybody i mean all the states are supposed yes. to but they're gonna go to first responders first yeah it goes to the people that need it first hopefully um there's another problem though too is that one of the vaccines that's gotten approval is a multi-dose vaccine both of them oh they both okay Mm -hmm. yeah they both require two two shots uh, a month apart yeah and they're saying if you don't get the second shot it could make covid resistant to this vaccine no mother fuck come right? on <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one person posted on a on twitter with that article um with a great uh, gif of uh ralph wiggum saying i'm in danger <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great that's that's fantastic oh my God. so i guess if you get the if you get the vaccine um get get make sure you get your second uh 
dose as soon as like as yeah, soon just, as you can like, actually listen to the doctors you're not smarter than them okay just do the thing <laughs> God. um so what's going on in luna's world um well i am back at like full-blown work schedule so that sucks i don't like that uh time <laughs> off i had <laughs> it's always nice yeah, so I mean it's good. I'm happy to be back like working. It's definitely rewarding and but um I'm I'm tired and like sitting up at my desk for a real long time takes a lot out of me mm-hmm. for some stupid reason and I guess it's because I might still have holes healing, blah blah blah, whatever. <laughs> but like I um I'm feeling pretty good. Like I feel pretty fucking good. I just yeah. I'm tired. Like really tired. It'll take a bit um, for you, especially because you're used to being able to be all nimbly bimbly and flexible. Totally, yeah. Like I, I'm doing this like um, handstand advent calendar challenge, and I did the first two days. The third day, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the fourth day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. It's just like my body is still strong. Like I can mm-hmm. still. like hang out in a plank like i feel pretty good doing a lot of things but it's just like weird stuff like hanging from something which is a primary thing that i do right (laughs) doesn't feel good um you know doing a push-up like the down and the like going down from the plank and going back up feels terrible but if i can just hang out at the top i feel great so i just i don't know so yeah it's just when you engage your core it sounds like well, I mean, my core is yeah. engaged when you do a plank, or it should be. If you guys are doing <laughs> planks and you're not engaging your core, anyway, whatever. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not being paid to teach right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you though, but that uh, ad you did for your friend's uh, company that you posted the picture for, um, the underwear ad. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You look buff as fuck in that. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was like, I looked at that and I was like, dang, got guns. Right? <laughs> My biceps were like on, on fucking display. It was, it was pretty, pretty funny because I was not expecting that. <laughs> but turns out I got biceps, y'all. Yeah, don't don't mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how are you? How, what's going on in your world? So let's continue on with the saga of the stolen car. Oh, yes. <laughs> the saga. The saga. So it has been recovered. Um, it Yay. was actually recovered uh, two days before I knew it was recovered. The cops just didn't bother to tell me. My insurance company told me. So Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's at the shop right now. Uh, it's got an estimate currently around $3,000 of repairs. Um, so yeah, they smashed the fin at the top. You know, all the new cars have that fin. They smashed that, um, pulled out the, um, it didn't, wasn't disconnected, but they pulled out the microphone that sits above the driver's side so you can talk on the phone. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. The whole thing's weird. I'll I'll tell you some weird stuff here. Um, (laughs) then of course, uh, they broke the ignition switch when they hot wired it. So new ignition switch. Um, I need a new bumper. Um, they might have screwed that up. And, uh, of course, the door that they broke open. The, right, the right. weirder stuff is the car was armor-rolled clean and cleaner than when I had it. Ah, interesting. Right? <laughs> huh. Except the back seat. When I finally got in the back seat, they spilled chips everywhere and some sort of weird liquid in the cup holder. Um, what the hell happened here? Right? And so many questions. <laughs> the current theory is maybe they're trying to resell it. Uh, and yeah, that's what I would have imagined is that they were going to try to sell your car. Um, and but then why smash it? So my thinking is they're going to sell it and somebody that's smarter than them was like, hey, this has got GPS tracking on it. So they decided to try and smash the fin to disable the GPS tracking. Uh, they also huh. dis- either disconnected or stole the battery. I don't know yet. We haven't been. A- I haven't been able to personally get into the hood. Um, uh-huh. 
And so I'm thinking they're just trying to find a way so it's not tracked to them once they like figured out like, oh yeah, you can find this pretty easily. Probably when you kept on telling it to honk. Yep, I did keep telling it to honk. <laughs> so it might be somewhat on me, but you know what, whatever. Cause... Whatever, don't tell the insurance that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's, yeah, pretty much what's been going on with me, just uh, dealing with that and figuring out what else I need to fix, what I need to pay, what needs to go where, and all the fun stuff. Oh, God. That is, it sucks. Like, it just, there is nothing else to say about it, really. It yeah. just sucks. Yeah. Like, when my car was in a hit and run, they were like, Oh wow, that sucks that your wind your like side view mirror is just hanging off of your car and your door's totally fucked. Uh that'll be two hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I didn't do anything. Like, oh yeah. My car was parked legally and someone was like, I don't know, I feel like driving through that car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't, you don't want to get me so started much. on insurance and how that's a thing. Um Yeah. Oh totally. Yeah, but... that would be a whole a whole little rant. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so there's, like, a lot of little things you kind of forget and still need to think about. Like, you know, they took everything out of the car, as far as I could tell. So, like, I need a new ice scraper. Like, you don't think to ever oh, buy yeah. those, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to need that. Uh, you should get a cool, like, lightsaber one or something. Do they ex- I'm going to go look. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, the mic stand that I use for the show was gone out of the back. So I'll be ordering one right after the show, actually, because now I got paid. But yeah, fun, fun stuff. Gross. I'm sorry. I'm still sorry that you have to deal with all of this bullshit. That is. Yeah, but at least it was recovered. That gives me at least more options to do. Um, Oh, If it wasn't recovered, like there's not a whole lot of options. You know, there's getting a new car or not having a car. And in Colorado, Which, I mean, not having a car. This would be the car. year to not have a car, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not ideal. Yeah. Colorado's not really built for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Depending but on where you are. This is true. When I, was, when I lived in Cap Hill, I definitely didn't need a car. But Yeah, if you're downtown, downtown, probably not. But yeah, I'm like yeah. three miles from a grocery store, so... Well, that's just a stroll. You'll be fine. <laughs> It doesn't matter that it's negative 20 degrees out. It'll be great. (laughs) So uh, They say that you feel really warm before you die of hypothermia. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So let's uh, jump into our topic today. What are we talking about? So today we are going to discuss the impact of COVID-19 on Native communities and how we can help. Um, So November was Native American heritage month in the u.s uh so yes we're late on releasing this episode but whatever (laughs) (laughs) uh we'll be discussing native american communities exclusively so but if you live in another country uh much of what we are talking about will likely apply to native communities near you um by definition native communities are everywhere this is true uh, so it's just it's important to recognize the land that we live on and the country we live in, uh, and specifically that the country we live in did atrocious things mm-hmm. to attain that land. Um, and while I'm thankful to live here on this land, I am also sympathetic to the people that have been horrifically treated and then chronically marginalized by the people who allow me to live here. Yeah, uh, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, in general oh yeah absolutely uh so where i live here is on the poetan people's land and um i'm actually super jazzed to like look up more about them like i researching for this episode i got so fired up like 40 different times (laughs) so (laughs) i i'm pretty i'm definitely um yeah and i've worked with uh like when i was in higher higher education i've worked with nonprofit communities before that serve these uh that serve native communities but yeah after moving it's like a lot of things slip your mind and it's just not at the forefront and this definitely helped bring everything back so i'm i'm happy about that 
Um, so COVID, we know that the disease caused by the coronavirus is disproportionately affecting black and brown communities. Some people need to be reminded that when we say black and brown or people of color, this includes indigenous people, which is why the new acronym BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C, or I-B-P-O-C, um, however you want to do it, is it makes it like it, that indigenous is in the name. Um, but generally, like they've always been part of the conversation and they mm-hmm. should always be part of the conversation. Absolutely. So Matt, I'm, I'll let you start with... Um, what are some of the ways that Native communities are being impacted? Well, it's kind of interesting because um, according to an article I found in sciencemag.org, it's hard to get an exact uh, representation of how it's being um, taken because of, as it says, the virus has taken a disproportionate toll of many indigenous communities in the United States, but its full impact is unclear um, because of... uh, Racial misclassification and the exclusion of indigenous communities in data sets. Mm-hmm. It's essentially yep. going, oh yeah, they, they're they're still here, aren't they? Huh? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> um, so on top of that, uh, a lot of communities have uh, found ways to make money through ways that aren't necessarily COVID safe, and mm-hmm. it's uh, hitting them financially and medically so they're getting hit because their communities are small it's hard to socially distance um they have less access to health care at all um and things like that but also um one community i'm gonna butcher their name unfortunately um <laughs> the uh uh Hal- Halapapi. uh they um are right around the uh, Grand Canyon, and they make a lot of money through a uh, preserve they have that's uh, that's like a glass walk around the uh, Grand Canyon and all that fun stuff. Uh, But they had to close that because of COVID, and that's their tribe's main source of income. On top of many tribes have also found getting income through uh, uh, casinos, Right. Can't really have casinos right now in most states. So yeah. uh, so they're getting hit both ways. And it's really unfortunate uh, from a podcast I listened to from John Hopkins that we actually could have helped them better than any other community. Uh, yeah. Because they have dedicated uh, government uh, areas and government uh workers i guess that are supposed to be involved with them including mm-hmm. uh up to medical and they just didn't didn't do absolutely. anything absolutely yeah so i mean the federal government is responsible for providing health services on reservations it's as as just a reminder to listeners like the especially if you're not in the u.s the federal government in the u.s holds the title to the land that tribes live on mm-hmm. And uh, considering that about 1.5 million Native Americans live on reservations, according to Native Partnership, um, it's just, it's a lot of people that the federal government is supposed to be taking care of as part of the whole treaty yep. that gives them the right to not the right to live on the reservation that's so shitty but just you know that allows them to live on this quote-unquote federal land mm-hmm. that is uh, their land but not even because so many communities were kicked off of their land that to go live on a reservation out in bfe yep so it's i yeah i don't know it's just frustrating like yes we should have been able to help them the fastest and the easiest because the federal government is in charge of taking care of their health and they're not, they just didn't like, yeah, they're already the built in infrastructure to go like, Hey, we can go test every single one of them because we already have government healthcare and government people on their lands that are supposed to help them out anyways. And Mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. Super, super mad. Super <laughs> mad about that. As he should be. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, it all harkens back to the fact that we want to ignore and forget how we obtained our land and yeah. seeing these people and seeing where they're at and how they live and how we forced them to live is just a straight reminder of that we did terrible things and yeah it's it's like it's like this desire to hide the dirty laundry and it's like you can't hide dirty laundry when the dirty laundry are people yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's not how this works like it's not like oh there was a fender bender i did when i was 18 let's just like not talk about that no you fucking slaughtered people and force them to be you know into quote-unquote christianity for whatever fucked up reasons and then you like tell them where and how to live and then you're like well all right as part of the treaty we will take care of your health services but then you just don't like what sort of anyway okay yeah and that's (laughs) well and that's how often we constantly break the treaties in up including to today you know, oh, yeah. as we build Absolutely. pipelines through their communities that we said we wouldn't do that and, um, you know, force other laws that they're not vote, that you don't get to vote on, all sorts of things that um, are very un American. Trash, trash, trash. Yeah. Trash, trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. <sighs> anyway. So, yeah, I wish I could point to you, like, go give you a good number and be like, this many people were infected and this many, you know, are doing, but we can't even get that info because we're like, eh, I mean, we'll get to them. Yeah. And I mean, they have some info, but yeah. like you said, it's not, it's not, it's not accurate. All encompassing because, because of how underserved these communities are, as far as health services, a lot of nonprofits have started taking, taking on the responsibility and, you know, helping with health services where they can. Some tribes have set up their own centers and all of, and those organizations and those centers are not required to report in the same way and report the same data. So we just don't have a good idea of like an all encompassing holistic number of what's going on in that community. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's the miscategorizing of people because people for some reason can't remember that there are indigenous people yeah like on the list it's like yeah anyway so um i did see that uh the cdc really gosh oh i'm so like <laughs> i must be tired or hungry because i'm real fired up but anyway <laughs> the cdc released a study that revealed that american indians and native uh, Alaska Natives, which is like the AIAN bracket of like these people, yeah, uh, on a lot of government documents. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they had three point five times more cases than non-Hispanic whites in twenty three states when they did a study. And again, this is of course not a good number as far as capturing everyone, but based on the numbers they did have. That's what came up. Um, and additionally, those who tested positive tended to be younger, uh, like under 18 wow. years old. Um, the CDC provided, this was a press release from the CDC, so I was like, hmm. So their language said, uh, the CDC provided more than $200 million in COVID-19 funding to Indian country, which supports tribes, tribal organizations carrying out COVID-19 preparedness and response activities, including surveillance, epidemiology, laboratory capacity, infection control, and uh, mitigation. So you're like, oh, $200 million to native communities throughout the country. That's cool. And then you're like, hmm, hold on. This is our goddamn responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't a present or a stimulus. This is like praising me for paying my rent. Yeah. Like, no, do the thing. And $200 million for the 1.5 million people that live on a reservation and you want to do all those things that you just listed. You think that's enough? Do you know how much it costs to do these things? Like, yeah. that is pitiful. Yeah. 
it, yeah, I was like, oh, oh hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's pretty weak. It is. Pretty weak. I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunately not surprising, though, too, because... Of That's course, yeah. how our country has always treated them, unfortunately. That's how we do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also saw on uh, on May 13th, the American Medical Association published an article saying that uh, the added burdens of chronic disease and persistent underfunding of the American Indian health systems have put the nation's indigenous population at uh, at higher risk of poor outcomes from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Donald Warren, or Warna, not sure, uh, mentioned, quote, unfortunately, what little money uh, flows into the Indian Health Service, IHS, which is that government organization that you were talking about, yeah. um, is spent on medical care, not public health programs. So it's like putting out fires, not building the infrastructure to help fires not happen. Yeah. Um, and then he said, putting Native American populations at particular risk in a pandemic. Um, I did note, like, if you're interested in learning more about the challenges uh, and ways to improve quality of care and outcomes in indigenous populations there is there was a video on the um on the american medical association website so i'll put that link in our show notes if you're interested in hearing some doctors talk about what they're up against Mm -hmm. um it's just it's like everybody's saying the same thing but nobody's doing anything right (laughs) that's unfortunately the wall we keep hitting in america and with our podcast of here, yeah, here's a problem, like, but no one's doing anything about it. Yeah, Jesus, our podcast's like subtitle is like, like ninety nine problems. Like that's literally our podcast. <laughs> it's just ninety nine problems. Just ninety nine problems. Here you go. <laughs> um, and then there, I did also see this one uh, article published by U.S. News that was published on October seventh. Um. And they wrote that uh, American Indian and Native uh, Alaska Natives are 5.3 times more likely than white people to be hospitalized. Which is like, I'm sorry. Hmm? Right? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Did you say 5.3 times more likely to be hospitalized? And I think that probably points to the underlying conditions. I'm not sure, but holy crap. Yeah. That's... And then uh, Navajo Nation was one of the hardest hit communities in the country. And it's the largest Native American reservation in the U.S. And the numbers of de- the number of deaths increased 100 people from March to June, going from 148 to 248 people in that period of time. I don't know where it's at now. Yeah, honestly, it was hard to find new articles or new information past August. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, there's, like, a lack. It almost feels like a, a media freeze. Right. <laughs> it's like, where's the information? Um, so, uh, let me get into the better the better half of this conversation, which is, what can we do? Okay. Um, the answer is simple. It's really work with organizations who are dedicated to helping Native American populations. Yeah. that That's what we can do. Um. So if you're available to donate, you can contribute to the COVID-19 Emergency Response Fund hosted by the First Nations Development Institute. The Institute is distributing 100% of the funds to Native nonprofit organizations and tribal programs that need it most. Initially, um, the funds are being prioritized in high concentration areas such as California, New Mexico, the Pacific Northwest, New York, Navajo Nation, Hopi Tribe, and other hotspots. Um, there are other options as well, but I, I did, uh, appreciate they listed the following reasons for why it's important to donate. They said native people are at serious high risk due to high rates of diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, and other chronic illnesses. 
they said 13% of American Indian homes lack safe drinking water and proper wastewater disposal, creating conditions where sanitary standards cannot be maintained. Uh, 16% of homes in tribal areas are overcrowded and multi-generational, making social distancing impossible. Uh, And, I mean, that's in line with the long, long long-lasting housing crisis on reservations, which happens to also be the federal government's job. Yeah. But... Here we are. (laughs) Uh, And finally, food food shortages and logistics of accessing food uh, further threatens health and resilience in Native families. So those are all excellent reasons to get involved and help um, because it's it's pathetic how the U.S. (laughs) treats uh, treats our native our native friends. so another group uh, that is working to help is the partnership with Native Americans, uh, the PWNA organization, and they are collecting donations if you would like to give to an organization with boots that are actually on the ground. Um, so I typically like prefer to find people that are doing the work and help them. Um, and so they are collecting donations. Uh, they list that there is a shortage of healthy food, safe drinking water, health care, and stores in remote re- reservation communities. Uh, and the PWNA makes critical deliveries to Native families and communities to help them get what they need while travel restrictions are in place. So I think that that's really cool. It's really important Uh, So that is another option if you're looking for a way to help. Of course, I recommend looking up what organizations and what communities are near you and see what you can do in your local area. Mm -hmm. Because really that's, I mean, if we're learning anything from 2020, that's what counts. That's what's important. So um, if you can, if you can help the people near you, you help your community, you help your state etc etc you make you make where you live like you're you're investing in where you live which is good yeah so uh so many rants but i'm done now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah do what you can but also you know they're still you know the plight of the native americans and it shouldn't be forgotten absolutely yeah it's it's really infuriating and like Like, super tiny side note, what's even more infuriating is the lack, like, this this apparent inability for communities of color to work together. Like, there's Mm -hmm. always this, like, and and I'm not even going to get started on white people, but, (laughs) (laughs) but there's always this, like, like, the situation the situation that has been put in place in the US and many other places is this like idea of scarcity of resources uh though those resources are scarce for a goddamn racist reason yeah. but <laughs> the scarcity of resources makes communities of color feel like you have to jockey for positions over other people so it turn there's so much anti-blackness anti-latinx anti-everything in all the like communities it's it's wild to observe i've just been seeing a lot of it lately and it's so discouraging and it's like why like i 100 percent want to help other people stand up and have a better opportunity at life and i am not gonna step on you to do it like yeah. that it's it's wild. So it's like, all right, guys, get your shit together and help help out. And if you're tired of hearing it, then whatever, find another podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> and if you're white and you're like, how do I play into this? Just read a goddamn book. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. There are many, many books have been published about, you know, the role of racism and colorism in how all of this stuff works colonialism set this machine into motion and we're we're living in it 
and we're happy with, you know, you might be happy with, you know, where you live, the house that you have or apartment that you have, the the life that you're building for yourself and your family. And that's great. But like, maybe think about the people that are struggling so that that can happen for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now I'm done with Now we're done. I'm very tired. I'm very grumpy. (laughs) Well, then we'll uh, get you distracted by talking about our distractions for the week. What have we been doing? Distractions. (laughs) What have you been doing to distract Uh, yourself? So, working a lot. I started, I watched the pilot of The Wire because I hear it's really good Mm -hmm. and maybe I should watch it. So, okay. I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, snap. This is going to get real. So oh. um, that was something. I'm still reading. I dabbled in music a little, but mostly I've just been working a lot, which isn't very good distraction, but, you know. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. What about you? What are you doing for your distractions this week? All sorts of things, I think. Um a lot of videos. Uh, I, last Tuesday, I ended up posting a video on every single YouTube channel that I run. <laughs> and then I realized how many I got going. <laughs> but How long did that take you? Um, not terribly long to do the actual uploading. But, oh, okay. um, yeah, I, like, uh, I did a batch produce. You know, I, I compiled all the videos I made all in one shot, and that, I just had to have my computer run it overnight <laughs> <laughs> that's how long that took. Oh yeah. So uh, a lot of that. Um, watching Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Jonathan Frink's is directing next week's episode or this week's episode. Can't remember, but it's coming up soon. Who's that? Uh, number one. Riker. Uh, oh, is he? Wait, really? Yeah, Riker's going to be directing that's an episode. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Jonathan Franks. I thought his name was totally different than that, but okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun. It's been a really good season. Um caught up on The Mandalorian. Um Yeah. That's been really great this season. Also, I found out how because uh, of an interview about The Mandalorian, I figured out how John Favreau says macaroons and I hate it and I think it's worth mocking him for it. Okay. <laughs> he says macarons. <laughs> Oh, he says macaroons for the French macaron? No, he says macaron instead of macaroon. It's macaroon for the cookie. No, it's it not. Is. <laughs> a macaroon has coconut in it and it's gross, but a macaron is a macaron. It's French. That's how you say it. They came up with the word. I disagree. It's macaroon. Ew. Gross. <laughs> colonization, people. Colonization. <laughs> I've never heard it ever said macaron before in my entire wow, life. Wow, that is 100% how it's supposed to be said and how everyone says it, except for, like, in my opinion, rednecks that <laughs> 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 don't know that it is called macaron. But even Cajun rednecks know how to say it because they speak French. <laughs> but they should be saying macaron. Oh See, my that's God. more French. I'm going to throw myself off a cliff. <laughs> over this conversation just this one all the other stuff was fine apparently (laughs) i will oh man you are mm, you're on thin ice dude (laughs) uh so yeah that's been my distractions mostly so good stuff huh i need to reevaluate all of my friends i'm gonna ask them how you say this word instagram like poll (laughs) to see like who is it of you that I need to have a talking to? <laughs> how do you say this word? How do you? Well, no, it's not how you say this word. It's what do you call this thing? Ah. What do you call the coconut gross thing? And if you say macaroon, I'll be like, yes, that's right. That is a macaroon and it's gross. What do you call delightful little delicate sandwiches with with delicious jelly in the middle? And you say macaroon, and I say, get the fuck out. <laughs> and it's not jelly in the middle. It's a meringue that's in the middle. It is a meringue, but sometimes they put jelly. Okay, that's fair. Still macaroon. <laughs> uh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> Literally, the people that make it don't call it that. So I don't, I don't know how to help you. You're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's move on to our favorite part of the podcast, only in a pandemic. Major civil unrest. Stories that can only happen in a pandemic or major civil unrest. Do you got a story for us? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Only in a pandemic do you experience multiple emotions at the same time daily. Only in a pandemic, though, because I've known you for a while. (laughs) Well, no, I feel like in normal times, yeah, I can have, like, multiple, but, like, I feel like in a pandemic, you just keep seeing things that make you feel multiple things. I think I've talked about it before where Mm -hmm. you're, like, you see, like, a parade, and then you're, like, hey, and then you're, like, oh, everybody's going to die. Hey, and it's, like, always both sides of the spectrum at the same time. So this week I saw... um, we there's a testing center that they just uh, like a drive-through testing center thing that they just set up in the parking lot of a baseball diamond like the local baseball stadium Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's really cool use of space um that's so smart and then i saw all the cars and i was like that is depressing that that many people want tests but this is good, but this is bad, but this is good, but this is bad. <laughs> it's just, it's constant, and I feel like an emotional yo-yo, but, I mean, that's not new, but I figured I'd just name it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are, what's your only in a pandemic story? Only in a pandemic do you have to make a plan and figure out how you get new plates during a pandemic. New plates? Uh, plates for my car, I should say. Specify that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that was exciting. I had to do the same thing earlier because I, you know, new state and all. Yeah. But yeah, it was a shit show. Right. So yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> How was it in Colorado? Yeah, they stole. Well, they stole my plates, um, so I need new ones. And um, it depends on the county. Um, I am in Arapahoe County, which apparently doesn't have their shit together as much. Oh no. I had two options. Um, I can set an appointment because they're only doing by appointment, and those are four weeks out. Oh. Or we can do a weird drug drop style (laughs) where I fill out a form, put it in an envelope with a cover letter, the information about my car, and a money order for the price of the plate, put that in their drop box, and they call me later and say, hey, you can come get your plates. Whoa. Okay. That's a, a he, that is pretty wacky. That's so weird. Like what what Virginia did, uh which I mean, of course I was in a totally different situation. I had my Colorado plates, but they had expired mm-hmm. and they closed all the DMVs, so I was like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you do now? Well, now what? And um, so essentially what they did is they they just didn't enforce retire, like retired tags okay. until I, like, I, I don't even know when the end date was, but um, so like when it reopened, then I made an appointment, which was yes, four weeks from that time <laughs> that I was making the appointment. So I didn't, I renewed my tags like six months late. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was crazy. I, I mean, I'm not even renewed my tags. I got a new new license yeah. plate. But um, but for you, it's like totally different. You don't have any tags. Yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> like, they're like, can you put a copy of your uh, registration with it as well? It's like, no, unless they left that in the car, that's long gone. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, that sucks. Yeah. So now you have to talk to the Colorado. Oh man! Now, as long as they That's have my so VIN shitty. and the old license plate number, which I do have, they should be able to pull up the info they said. So, but yeah, but still, like I would still want a copy of my registration. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Ch- so then you have to jump through a bunch of hoops to try to get that. Uh, well, when I get the new plates, I have to get a new registration anyways because the registration, the oh, plates yeah. have your registration, so they're gonna print that right. out for me anyways. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, if I was in Denver County, you fill out the form online and they actually just ship you the plates. (laughs) I Like when I lived in Denver, shit was awesome. Like Denver County just has their shit together. It was so nice to just be able to do everything online. Everything was timely. Everything just the system works. 
but then you move out of Denver County. And I'm not even out that far out. Like across the street is a Denver County for me. Oh, across the street not. both ways. Like you are <laughs> you are literally like one step away from Denver County, but because of that one step, fuck you. Apparently. What an important step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it gives me At a, least you know what county you live in. Yeah, now. that that was in that was fun times. <laughs> Um, living in a weird triangle of countyless right yeah so what we're uh uh, referencing is uh when i had to get my plates when i moved and had to do an address change and all that i went to a denver county place because like oh i only moved across the street i don't really need to do a whole lot and they're like yeah we can't help you here and i had to figure out uh, i had to go to a completely different dmv like and realize i'm in completely different county it was it was an experience it was it was crazy. Oh, Lord. Anywho's it's I think that'll uh, wrap it up for a show. So let's get let's do our hermit level before we call it good. So on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale of a ten being uh let's go with Howard Hughes and from the Aviator and you're living in an enclosed theater and you're not seeing anybody for months on end. Or a one being Jack on the Titanic, and you're dancing with all your peeps down in the the second tier, and there's there's no social distancing. Where where are you at? <laughs> uh, I think I'm like when you said you live in a theater and you're not seeing people. I was like, well, my my TV is big, yeah, and I do have it hooked up to sound systems. <laughs> Maybe I do live in a theater. A little bit. But yeah, I'm still a 9.5. I'm like, I have to leave to go to work, but that's the only people I have seen was when I had to go teach class. Otherwise, I am a shut-in, 100%, and I am okay with that. (laughs) What about you? I'd say about an 8, a little bit lower. We did have band practice. Um, because oh, no yeah, one had right. uh, no one's had any symptoms, and no one's family that they've been around has had any symptoms for two weeks. So mm-hmm. we figure we're good to practice. So that was about it, though. I haven't seen anybody else since. I work remotely. I do everything remotely, and I went to the grocery store. That was my big outing. <laughs> <gasps> grocery store. So. Yeah. Oh man, I need to do that. I have no food. That's bad. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that'll do it for another episode. So if people want to hit you up and uh, say what's going on, Luna, how how can they do that? They can find me at Luna underscore Minui. It's L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T at Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, and we, you can email us if you have any wonderful ideas for topics. You can email us at gothandsloth at gmail.com. And where can people find all the things you do, Matt? All the things. I'm wizard underscore Matt on the uh, Twitters, wizard cosplay on the Instagram. My YouTube channel is Matt the Feral Wizard. I just came out with a video talking about Black Canary and the history of it. Highly suggest watching it because her history is insane and it's hilarious and great. <laughs> um, my band is Leonardo Leonardo and we are Leonardo Leonardo Band on SoundCloud and Facebook. We're going to have a n- sort of music video coming out on Monday. And uh, I think that's all the things. Woohoo! You did we it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for listening, as always, and please wash your hands. And wear your mask. <laughs>